Welcome back to the Teaching Matters podcast. My name is Jill Mackay, and in this episode, I'll be talking with Melissa Hyten, Michael Seary, and Peter Buckley about some of the more practical aspects of lecture recording. You mentioned the kind of the practicalities aspect of it as well. Um, with your sort of your director of teaching and lecturer hat on instead of your academic user group chair hat on, you know, what are you seeing? Because as Melissa was saying, this is something that we've had in some format for quite some time. Um, and I think sometimes when we have this conversation about lecture recording, we sort of treat it like it's this brand new thing that's emerged, fully formed from Zeus's ear. But uh, it's it's not. So, yeah, what what are your experiences as a lecturer with this kind of software? Yeah, so, I mean, per- personally, I did have experience with lecture capture prior to the lecture capture project. But as Melissa mentioned, that's just coincidental. That just happened to be because I was in a lecture theatre that was one of the larger lecture theatres and had lecture capture. So students on that course would have been used to lecture capture and the lecture capture, the lecturers on that course would have sort of knew that it happened. In reality, though, I think the bulk of my colleagues um, did not have experience of lecture capture. So the sort of mass rollout has really just sort of awakened everybody to the fact that this kind of technology exists and, and something is happening and they are being recorded. Um so there are kind of issues around how people dealt with that or not um, that, that are interesting to tease out. So, I mean, I think one of the the great success of the programme, I think, is that it did just happen, uh, you know, from a standard academics um, point of view, who perhaps checks the odd email from Central University. Suddenly there's this amazing service that is recording lectures. Um, I mean, amazing technologically. I personally think amazing um, pedagogically as well, but ne- nevertheless... Um, and that then raises questions. So the, we, we have to think about institutional policies around how do we decide whether or not lectures are captured and so on. So there are lots of kind of issues that suddenly move beyond the immediate um, idea of should we lecture capture or not. Suddenly it was there, it was happening and, and the conversation moved on quite quickly. A lot of the sort of conversation as well seems to be around the subject. So I'm, um, again, kind of drawing from my experience, I talk a lot about ethics, particularly around the ethics of treating animals and animal welfare. So for me, um, a lot of that conversation can be about, okay, making sure that you have a really nice community within your lecture, that you inform the students when you might not record something and the reasons for that. Also, if students are responding to an ethical question, sometimes I might say to them, are you comfortable with this recording being on? So for me, a lot of the kind of the subject specific stuff is about this perhaps contentious issue or a contentious issue which might be upsetting or um, sort of something like that. And so there's a lot of management for me in that perspective. But I imagine for you teaching chemistry, the sort of subject specific challenges might be a bit different. I wonder what kind of things yeah. you've kind of come across. Uh, so I think the, the kind of things we're seeing are not so much those um, um, issues around the topic or the content. I have heard from colleagues, obviously, in humanities and uh, issues around those that you're describing. I think there's probably an underlying issue around people not wanting to be recorded saying something wrong. So I think perhaps that's where there's maybe a little bit of reluctance um, rather than recording something sensitive. As far as I know, Melissa will correct me, the students aren't recorded. Just, you know, the, the microphone works really only for the locality of the lecturer. So um, we did initially wonder about 
whether if we were asking students questions and so on, whether that would be an issue, but but that it tends to just be the lecturer's voice that's recorded. So yeah, it's not so much issues around content, it's more, um, sorry, issues around the nature of the content, it's more whether or not you're being recorded and saying something and, and then that's the record. I think that's perhaps where some concern about recording may come from, from staff. And that concern is that um, worry that if you say something wrong, the students will repeat what you've said that is wrong? Or is it that if you say something wrong, the students will turn around and say, ah, but Dr. Siri was in fact such and such? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a case. Um, you know, they were dealing with very clever people who are used to being um, um, in, in, in a comfortable zone when they're teaching about their topic. And um, it may be that they don't like the idea of having something on record where it's incorrect, usually for some totally innocuous reason. Um, but I think that that is perhaps a concern. Um, the value, I don't think this is really an issue for most staff, but I think the value of being able to go in and edit it afterwards so you can go in and chop out that five minutes where I misquoted the second law of thermodynamics or something, um, you know, it, it is there. So I, I suppose we don't really have the same level of concern about um, what's being recorded as maybe there are in more sensitive topics, that would be the only one I could think of. I think both of those scenarios are very interesting to think about. And I think that one of the things that lecture recording has caused us to do is have wider conversations about the arrival of technology in our jobs, in our world. Um, so for you, when you're, Jill, when you're talking about the ethics with the students and asking them how they feel about being recorded, you're partly modelling for them what a professional in this field needs to consider in terms of working in a technology-enhanced environment. There is a lot of recording goes on in our world um, and making decisions about safe spaces for learning and teaching and how we discuss ethics. Seems like a legitimate thing for you to be discussing with them. And... Again, students are, are always have always been able to record lectures. Um, we used to say, you know, every student is allowed to record lectures at Edinburgh and they were using their own personal devices before. Um, so the fact of being recorded possibly making a mistake isn't isn't new. But I think that again, that living with the living with the digital and knowing that often things you say are quoted or snippeted or recorded or um, uh, you know, knowing that a, a record of what you have said or published wrongly um, is something that we learn to live with and think about the recordings as a fairly transitory piece of digital. It's a fairly transitory artifact. We're not adding these to the library. Um, this is we keep them for a certain period of time for as long as they're useful for students and then Unless you want to keep them, it is gone. So it's a capturing of a moment. The students were in the room anyway. This allows them to look back and have that experience again, or if, unfortunately, they missed it, they can catch up. But it's not a permanent record of what was said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think as, as even after a year or two years, I think that sense of transitory nature of lecture captures will, will bed down. I think there'd be a lot less concern around that kind of thing. I mean, I often think of it of, you know, you write a blog and it tends to be very casual, very informal, off the top of your head. You write a journal article, it's obviously much more considered. And I think lecture capture will, will kind of fit into the blog mode and people thinking this idea that it's, you know, it is live, it is, you know, essentially off the cuff. Um, and I think people will be coming 
will become a lot less forgiving of themselves if they do record a mistake because they'll be able to record the correction in the next lecture anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> What we have seen in some areas of the university, colleagues have had concerns around the discipline that they teach and the content. In other areas of the university, that's much less contentious. And there are some schools that are already recording everything that they teach. Um, some are recording most of what they teach. We know that more than half of the students in the university are experiencing already having something recorded as part of their course. So they are logging in and finding the recordings from one course or other, perhaps not every course. But for some students in the university now, every lecture is being recorded and the ones that are not recorded are an exception for a reason, like ethics or it's a visiting tutor or someone from industry speaking who didn't want to be recorded. But for many of our Edinburgh students, it is absolutely standard. They've just joined the university this year and they are finding that most of their lectures are recorded. That's different in different parts of the university. So we're not at equal experience yet. But some colleagues have very generously um, recorded huge swathes of their teaching and decided to keep that and use it as an asset that can be reused or referred to by students. And I think that there are very different attitudes uh, around the university. And we have to remember that there is the full gamut of people in this institution, some of whom are very happy to see lecture recording um, rolled out, some of whom are, are less comfortable with it. But I think that the, sh the numbers of people who are um, taking part and the number of students who are benefiting um, is one of the largest um, uh, services that we have in the institution and one of the largest amongst the Russell Group institutions. And that's to the credit of the academic user groups and colleagues who've been thinking very deeply about what they're doing and why. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm quite excited actually about this podcast and about the Teaching Matters mini-series on lecture recording because I do know that other universities have been able to kind of look at what we've been doing and uh, and, and learn some lessons or, um, you know, I think even just maybe kind of share some experience as well has been has been really useful for the sector as a whole. One of the things you mentioned, Melissa, was that, uh, you know, as we move into this kind of more digitised world and it's much easier to share things and the fact that students have been able to record things for really uh, for quite a long time individually. It also speaks to my research experience as well as my teaching experience because I do a lot of um, conferences and a lot of my research is about how people feel about controversial issues like animal ethics or maybe their career development and I've started doing a thing where if I have like a particular slide in a presentation where I would rather it not be shared out of context, I put a little symbol on the slide saying, please don't take a photo of this, basically, because we see now, you know, one of the things I love is conferences on Twitter and you can almost feel like you're at a conference while on Twitter. And I think that is a great thing. It's a great thing for development. Um, but with that, I just become more conscious of when... Um, we just want to protect perhaps the context of a particular slide or quote or whatever. Um, and yeah, I think it's just part of the changing world in which we communicate in. Yes, I think it's important to remember that the presence of digital doesn't remove all of the humans 
So if you are saying to the humans in the room, I would rather you didn't take a picture of this slide because it's contentious, or if you're saying to the students, your, your human students in the room, I'm not going to record this lecture because I know that we're going to be talking about some quite hot topics here and I would like you all to feel comfortable and free to talk about it and I'm going to say perhaps some contentious things. So I'm going to turn off the recording in this lecture. It seems to me that explaining why something should or should not be recorded is part of what we do as human to human and as professionals in our field. The technology does not require everything to be recorded. The technology is under our control and we make decisions um, about the technology that is with us in our spaces all the time when we turn phones off or when we ask permission to tweet a picture or when we say, are you happy for me to Instagram this picture with you in it? And it will say, it'll geolocate and tell people where you are. All of those things are actually human mediations of technology. And lecture recording is no in lecture recording in learning and teaching is still just part of a human to human mediation of what we're doing um, in learning and teaching. Please join us for our next episode where we talk about how we evaluated the lecture recording project. <laughs>